ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Monday, December 9th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, and you, of course, can always join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite Hold True. Great taste. Only 96 calories it is, the original light beer. We're broadcasting today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 Fourth Avenue in Huntington. And, of course, joining me, as he always does on Monday, the former young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. And, Dave, this is a busy time of the year for yes, you because of the fact that, look, we have got a situation where it is bowl season. And let's see if I get your mic up there. Is it on? There we go. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good well, deal. I would say Conference USA came out pretty good yesterday. Eight yeah. eligible, eight get in. Toledo sitting out. And most of the draws are outstanding, except if I'm Western Kentucky. I don't know about playing Western Michigan, but overall, not bad. I don't know. I'm okay with that matchup. Yeah. And then Marshall got to, you know, hey, go and fly to Tampa. Billy's already looked up the Allegiant schedule. You can get down on Saturday, come home Tuesday if you want to do it. So, uh, travel agent Bill Cornwell, way to go. All right. I'm glad you mentioned uh, travel agent Bill Cornwell. <laughs> um, yeah, he's excited. He's like, yeah. a, he's like a kid in a candy store. Is he? Yeah, he's going to go back down to Tampa. Uh, they're going to actually get to hopefully do um, some of the activities they missed last time because their flight was delayed. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Doc mentioned that briefly at his presser today. We're going to hear that later on in the program as well as we're going to hear from Brendan Knox. We're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni in a little while because we've also got basketball to talk about. Let's talk, though, first about this matchup. Marshall going back to the Gasparilla Bowl. The Bad Boy Motors. Or the Mowers. Bad, Bad Boy, Boy Mowers. Mowers. Yeah, Gasparilla Bowl. That's a saying in itself just getting that it's part a mouthful out. Yep. but still it's one of the best bowl names yeah. in, in america and they're playing postseason there's a lot of teams sitting home right now and they're not one of them toledo's one of those teams. yes how does that happen i would have thought ohio of all the teams might have been the one that Me didn't too. make it no but toledo instead is the sacrificial yeah. lamb for the, the old mouth. six and six that uh, we got too many teams eligible and you got to sit one out you know, it's always interesting. I say there's too many bowls, but yet there's a team sitting home because <laughs> uh, there's not enough bowls. That's going to change, though. There'll be some more bowls for them, and then there'll be some slots opening up, and eventually it's going to get to the point where five and seven teams will have to fill a few of these slots. Just like it did in high school this year in class. AAA over here, remember? Two or three teams, four and six got in, uh, but it didn't do a lot of good because Martinsburg just ran over everybody, including Midland on Saturday. Yeah, we'll uh, talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that uh, towards the end. Yeah. Not a good outcome no. for the Cabell Midland Knights, and don't forget the Ironton Fighting Tigers. Uh, better performance on the field and the scoreboard, but the Ironton fails to uh, regain they the state hoped, championship. They had hoped to bring it home and ended in a nine, but I just talked to Timmy while ago, and he said Kirtland was very – very fast, and that made a difference. Tim Stevens from the Herald right. Dispatch. He said they were very fast, and that was a lot to do with it. So not a good weekend for football for the high school teams, at least in our immediate area. Basketball, not a very good time. But if you're a Marshall football fan, I, I don't know. You have an opportunity to go to Tampa. Again. But here's some of the knocks I've heard, uh -oh. some of the grumblings. It's on a Monday. It's a 2.30 in the afternoon game. Right. And it's television only. Now, this is the only bowl game of the day. So right. it's great for Marshall. If you're a college football fan, you're looking for a game to watch on a Monday. We're talking to December 23rd. I don't know how many people are going to be transitioning from work to holidays uh, unless uh, you work in a, an office where they don't uh, give you. <laughs> take uh, attendance. <laughs> yeah, well, if you work in an office where they do take attendance, uh, you're, you're working that yeah, day. Yeah. And so 
that's some of the knocks. I've heard about this. I've heard that, okay, Marshall's going back to uh, Tampa. And one of the questions that we'll hear later on that was asked of Doc was, hey, you know, you're going back to Tampa just for some clarification. You know, what goes into this? And you'll hear it from him, but he basically said, look, I don't know. I didn't sit around waiting for it. I I went home. I was in the office Sunday. Then I went home. I waited for Mike Hamrick to call me because he doesn't know until they phone him and say, okay, here's where the bowl bid's going to be. Do you accept? And obviously Marshall's going to accept that bid. Mike was pointing it out. He said, I just sit by the phone and wait. It's just like there's no, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's just whoever wants who, and then if it'll work out, because you think about it. FAU staying home again. Don't have Lane Kiffin anymore, but they're staying home. I don't understand that. I, I would want to go somewhere. If I'm Conference USA, I would try to get my teams to go a, a little bit different location. If yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, okay. Paul Bid, you're going like. But here, here's the reality of this, Dave. Yeah. Why does Tampa happen for the herd? Why does Boca happen for FAU? You think FAU is going to travel well? No. That's and one thing Marshall do. You said it. They travel. They travel. And I'm sure they've already booked planes and everything. So right now this is a bowl game that's in the backyard for Florida Atlantic. And so this is probably the only way they're going to get a, a crowd to show up, even though um, they've won the Conference USA Championship two of the last three years. So I don't know if they're going to have that much of a no. travel presence. And so this is a television decision. Trying to find the best matchups. Yeah. I mean, ESPN is working with the conferences to try to put together what ESPN wants for the majority of these bowls right. as far as the best television matchup. Yeah. And so somewhere, someone thought, okay, Gasparilla Bowl matches Marshall again. That makes sense for them. The opponent is UCF. Which makes the, sense in a, in, a, in a way. It's a good matchup. There's no problem yeah. with the matchup. And so Hurt fans are going to have to go back to the same bowl again, going back to Tampa. And, again, why is Tampa a good fit for the Herd or at least for Doc Holliday? He likes this bowl because yeah. he gets to go back to Florida. Right. He gets to recruit in he Florida. He gets to do some work. He gets to also bring a lot of his kids back to Florida, right. and their family and their friends can get to this game. You know, this is going to be a game in which a lot of the Florida players are going to have a lot of people there, yeah. and the Florida Herd fan base is going to be there. I was going to say, you got that uh, within a couple, three hours of Tampa in different directions. A lot of alumni down there. Yeah. So, hey, they'll be coming in from all directions, hopefully. So there are reasons why Marshall yeah. likes this matchup, yeah. and there are reasons why, if you're a fan, maybe you like it or you don't. And, of course, you can join the program anytime by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. But the realities are this is determined by yeah. ESPN for the most part, conference right. and ESPN, and they're trying to work and put together the best matchups for television. And they know, and they know traditionally Marshall people travel pretty well. So it made sense not to send them out to Albuquerque, get them somewhere they can get access, and Tampa seemed to be as good as any. Now let me ask you this, though. Would it have made sense to send them somewhere other than Tampa as far as maybe a different destination, an opportunity for Marshall fan base to go somewhere else? else. Because after a while, it got really – now, let me qualify this by <laughs> saying, because, again, you know, words of mine are taken out of context. Yeah. It got a little old after a while that your only bowl opportunity was the Motor City Bowl. You were happy to be in a bowl, but you were going to the same destination. And yeah. then when it started to diversify a little bit and mix you appreciated up, that. it was a little bit more exciting for the bowl in itself because you're going somewhere new. You're going to get a new experience. So mm-hmm. is that what Marshall That's is lacking here? Because Marshall's been in this game now four times. Four times. It's Different names, it seems still, like a lot of times. Same game, still, different name. I think the nicest part about this, though, is the matchup. 
you got an, AA, an AAC team that for the last two years has got the Access Bowl. Uh, they got knocked out this year by the team that they had knocked out, Memphis. They're going to the Access Bowl. And uh, Marshall's track record against uh, UCF is good when they're in the MAC, not so good when they were in the Conference USA. So there'll be a lot for Doc to, to play on as time goes on. We'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Now, we're going to talk football later, but last night we had basketball, Thundering Herd losing to Toledo on Sunday, 82-72. to We'll briefly run down that game, and we'll hear last night's conversation that Steve Cotton had after the game was over during the postgame broadcast. Steve caught up with the coach, and he sounded a little frustrated. Best way to describe yes. it. So we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni when we continue with today's edition of The Drive. We are here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, and you're listening to ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yesterday was not a good day for the Thundering Herd basketball team losing, and uh, it was kind of disappointing, honestly. 82-72, Thundering Herd losing to Toledo. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Dave Walsh with me as well, the former young Thundering Herd quarterback. And uh, we're turning our attention to basketball just for a second quarterback. So yeah. you got to be a center now just for a few minutes for me. Well, you shouldn't say center after their guy obliterated them yesterday. They're center. Mr. Luke Boy. Um, that was um, an impressive showing. Uh, yes. Of course, the Thundering Herd has already lost one time to Toledo. You were hoping that the game would be a little bit closer. And for it was. a little bit, it was. Free throws doomed the herd. Marshall spent too many opportunities um, sitting back and watching. Right. The Toledo free throws were one. Hit, hit and free the, throws. Uh, the, the bugaboo we've always talked about every home and the second chance points, about a 10 or 12 point spread there. And in a game that's close as it was. You've got to play that even. The rest of the time, they held their own. They did. They actually had more threes than Toledo, the first, than Toledo did. And I mean, after what they did the first time here, the three-point land was incredible. If you take away the free-throw difference, Marshall possibly wins that yeah. game because mm-hmm. they were both about the same when it came to almost all the stats. It's just yeah. the free-throw points, right. really a big difference. And yeah. I'm not saying that's the only reason why Marshall lost, but that isn't a way to win a ball game. And that makes you wonder sometimes where you play it when, when, when they go the differential with such – kind of wide going down to the big guy inside and they shoot a lot of free throws and you look at Marshall uh, pretty much a three-man three-prong attack but it all came from the outside Mr. Bennett got in foul trouble Tavion got in foul trouble and uh, that hurts because Iran had been coming on of late I mean he'd been their man he'd been their presence in the paint and all of a sudden he's sitting down by Danny and that's not helping so yesterday after the game Dan's usually upbeat. Right. He's positive. He's not looking to go in and rant. Mm-mm. He's not making excuses. He understands that he's got a young basketball team. But at the same time, he understands that, look, just because you're a young team doesn't mean you can't go out there and not be expected to perform. Right. So yesterday, after the game, he usually joined Steve Cotton courtside for a quick chat before he goes back to either the locker room, media obligations, whatever. But he always stops by the broadcast position to talk to Steve Cotton. Danny, for the first time in a long while, sounded a, a little hot. Yes. I mean, he wasn't belligerent. Not the tirade we had last year, but right. I kept, this was coming. Yeah, he wasn't belligerent or anything, but he, he seemed hot and he seemed frustrated and hurt a little bit and had 
of that in his voice. So yeah. uh, this is courtesy of the Learfield IMG. Here's last night's uh, interview Steve Cotton had with Dan D'Antoni, and it starts out with the coach just basically talking about the loss. Well, I tell you what, my age, every, I, you know, we're back where we were when I first got here, and I know we're young. You can't keep using that as a reason. Obviously, the way we play, maybe, I, I don't know, but 6 of 9 and 23 of 33, there's a ball game. You know, uh, and, you know, referees called it, you know, is that the way we're playing? We're fouling or whatever. But uh, it can't be. We're not going to win many ball games, 33, 23, 33, and 6 and 9. I thought we did a nice job. We limited their three-point shooting except – turned their point guard loose, an important game. Hits two threes almost back-to-back, which, you know, that can't happen. you got to know that. You're not giving him that at that time of the game. Uh, but they did shoot uh, a team that's been shooting uh, 44% as a team or 40% above, shot 34%, 40% from the floor. Those numbers are, are doable. But you can't have the uh, uh, 43 to 35 rebounds which we're longer and more athletic. We can't have, uh, uh, I think, extra points. I'm looking at shots. They shot 62. We got 65. That's pretty good. But uh, that probably doesn't count the number of free yeah, throws. Yeah, that's the free throw difference. There, which means they got more possession. We turned the ball over 17 times, get 14 assists. You know, it's like I told them last year. Hey, look, we went about 10 games in a row. We didn't have more than 10 turnovers. And 20-some assists every ball game. So we got a lot of work to do as coaching staff. We got a lot of work to do as players. But uh, there's got to be grit and fight. They can't just say, well, we're young. We're going to wait. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fight this thing. I told them. I, I'm late coming up here. I'm going to fight this thing to the end. Now They, they got the ire in me now. You know, I, all right, all right, let's play. You know, and I'm going to try to find, hopefully, we got – five that want to do that, but we're just doing crazy things, throwing the ball to the the scores table and throw it inside and flop around and don't catch it and get down in a position and take it strong and lose the ball. We're just doing things every time I turn around, man. It's like as a coach, I'm having to coach every day I go on step and until they get me out of that and they start playing where they're not doing that, then we're in trouble. So we got to do a good, better job as a coaching staff, making sure that they're not relying on us, and they got to do a better job of making sure that they they learn from their mistakes and they move, we move this team forward. Coach, I know that you got a lot of things that you're frustrated about, but there were some some things that happened out there today. I know you've been talking about Michael Byers, Jansen Williams making the easy play. There were some times today where those guys were catching and shooting. Both of them came out. In fact, you hit your highest. Uh, three-point uh, total for the season. You hit ten threes. You're just averaging a little over five. But obviously you need you need more of that in the offensive side. Well, and they waited to the end. You know, Michael Byers hit those shots toward the end, you know. Uh, Jansen, we got he's got to be more consistent. He has to know that. He's got to make five and nine shots almost every game. You know, we're three at nine. That's not good enough, five and nine. Michael Byers has got to keep his where it is. Uh, Jared's got to make sure that two and nine is not good enough. And you got to set up and make those shots, and and that's nothing. Listen, they're our players. I, I'm I'm rooting for them hard. It's not, you know, I'm just telling you the obvious. Okay, it's not that I'm, don't 
If you think I'm giving up, wrong, wrong. I'm with them, and, and we're going to keep pushing these guys forward as hard as we can. But at the same time, they have to recognize that they have to do their part. And a part of that, you know, can't be an excuse of performance that's not good enough. I, you know, I had them when I played. Everybody has them. But it's what you do from that performance, how it affects you coming back that's important. And you can't have too many. You know, once, a blue moon, okay. But you can't have too many. And, and I, I told Tavion, who, you know, I, what is he, 5 of 10? He's got, uh, what, 19? What has he got, 12 points? 12, yeah. points, yep. 12 points, 6 assists, two, 2 turnovers. You know, it looks like good stats. we got to have more from him. Got to have more. He can't turn the ball over. He's got to get up in there. He's got to create things for us. So there's the guy that we expect. And he had a pretty good stat game if you look at it across the line. But he can't accept that. He can't accept that. He's got to. He's got to say, I got to dominate this game and pull people with me. Pull people with me. And you know what? He's a sophomore. And uh, about toward the end, he had a couple plays down there that were spectacular. But he, he's got to do more of that consistently throughout the entire ball game. Well, Coach, back on the bus and back at it. And, uh, well, we'll talk more about it tomorrow night at Fat Patties. <laughs> oh, it's at Fat Patties. Well, make sure you call in. I'll, I'll come up with some good answers or something. <laughs> All right. And uh, Merry Christmas and go hurt. All right, that's um, Dan from last night, and uh, that's a good reminder. Fat Patty's yeah. coming up tonight, so uh, you can tune in right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I mean, he's still upbeat and he positive, is. but at the same time, you can tell in his voice that he's tired of it. Yeah, he's stating the obvious that they're young, yeah, but they, that's not a crutch. Tavion, you're a player. Go play for 40, not 20, not 15, not 30. Give me 40 or, you know, things of that nature. And he's with them. He said, I know that it's not like he's coaching five guys that's not going to happen. He's been in there right before, but he doesn't want to fall back on what he did three or four years ago and was going like, why am I here sometimes? He knows they're there, just got to play it. They got to say, freshman, sophomore, no. I'm a playmaker, I'm a setter-upper, I'm a rebounder, and go do it. You expect better out of Tavion. He's proven he can do better, so you expect it out of him. Yeah. Bennett has shown that he is capable. He got in foul he, trouble yesterday. He can go out there. Yeah, he can go out there and take advantage of a, a situation. He can be an effective player. Jansen Williams has got to find his shot. He was struggling a little bit. He's, he's had it tough. I think, um, again, undisclosed illness. Um, yeah. He was the president, and he was accounted for in that game. And, again, he's not going to use the illness as no. an excuse, but the other day he was not available sure, for that said, where is he? And yeah. he was, Danny said after the game he, was, he had an illness. He didn't come back. Yeah. He didn't come out. So – I don't know if he's over that or not, but he was playing. He made a trip and he got some. He got more minutes than he did yeah. against uh, Akron, right? And so he was out there, and you expect better from them because you've seen it before. You can't tell me that this Marshall team last year was on the shoulders and backs of C.J. Burks and John Elmore. You no. can't keep bringing those guys up; no. they're gone. No. And yes, those were two talented players, but you play five on five. Yes, they do. And right now, Tabian, Tabian's got to take the ball by the horns. He's going to be the leader, get Mikey Byers to show up again. I mean, the other night against Jackman, hits his first three, and then he disappeared. He had three points. Uh, 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 that's not going to work. And, and Danny is saying, I'm with you guys. I know you can do it, but let's do it. He is not going on a tirade like last year. I think it was after middle or, or UAB when he really came in the locker room and just he was disappointed by the effort. This one, I'm thinking the effort is just we got to throw the youth part out of it. That's 
that's not a crutch anymore, guys. You're, you're freshmen, you're sophomores, but guess what? That's the other team. Go do it, and I'll help you. I believe in you, and I'll help you, and that's, that's the way it is. Now, I'm not trying to make excuses for Marshall, but Toledo is actually a pretty good team. Well, Danny mentioned you had Florida's pick you know, high in that league, Toledo and Mac, uh, uh, Notre Dame high, although they wouldn't have to have another day. They're not playing easy. Now, Wednesday might be, but then, you know, Moorhead down the road on Monday. Moorhead won't be easy. No. No. But Danny's getting around to get the point that, okay, he's going to go, 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 and by the time February rolls around, we're going to forget this. Especially when one certain player becomes eligible, I think this will be a little different. Are we really going to forget this, or are we no. going to have it in the back of our heads? Some people are going to have it in the back of their heads. I guarantee the players like football. They're going to have short memories. Well, the players are a different beast right. altogether. You know that. But hey, you've already forgot about it. They're moving on to the next game. It's because Bluefield to them. They've got more games to play. Right. Because they know at the end of the day only one team can win the national championship, and if they go out and win the conference tournament, they're going to have a shot at playing for a national championship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they know that. They know that this is um, basically – this isn't like football season where you have a, a poor start and then you don't have enough wins to get to a bowl game. This isn't like that. This is basketball where you can use this – to teach, you can use this to get your team ready and better. So when you get into conference play, you've seen hopefully better teams and you've been in situations that you can then apply to conference. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. where a lot of people sometimes hit the panic button. I don't think so with basketball. I don't think anyone's really calling for Danny's head. <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's not that situation here because he's shown that, look, I can go out there and I can – put together a pretty good team. I can take this team to the NCAA tournament. Why not, Marshall? I can win a game in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. He won a postseason tournament last year. You know, it wasn't the NCAA tournament, but still, it's a postseason tournament. So the credentials are there. Right. I don't think anyone's concerned, but at the same time, you look at this and you've got to be disappointed because you've gone from being really good and then, and kinda, then you've mm-hmm. kind of you're starting to hit the valley again. And right. I think Dan has been very upfront and said, look, we're going to be up here, we're going to be high, and then we're going to hit that valley, we're going to try to recycle, and then we're going to hit that high again. And, yeah. You know, your goal is to make sure the highs are higher than the lows. Right. And that's the goal of, of the head coach here. But I could tell in his voice that there was some aggravation, yeah. frustration, yeah. and I know that Bluefield State's not going to be a true indicator of how far this team has progressed when they hit the court on Wednesday. Moorhead State's probably going to be a better example of that. because yeah, you have to go on the road. I feel sorry for Bluefield State right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the first thing Danny said overall, we cannot use the Y word youth as an excuse. There are a lot of other teams in the nation that have freshmen and sophomores that are doing better. So Danny's got a system. When the system works, you see what happens. And if they don't apply that system for 40 minutes, then things kind of break down a little bit. And, and right now they've got to play the 40 minutes of basketball the way he wants it to, that he draws it up. We're going to turn our attention. Go ahead. I give you the guides. You execute. But right now I'm having to do too much teaching, too much teaching, and that's not good. We're going to turn our attention to football when we continue. Um, Today we got to talk to a few players. So we're going to hear from Brendan Knox later on. We're going to hear from Doc Holliday as uh, we're starting to focus on Marshall's bowl bid. They are taking on Central Florida. Two weeks. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. So we've got basically a bye week, it feels like, and then game week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, and part of game week is going to Bush Gardens. Exactly. So they, I'm sure there'll be some nice things down there to take their mind off of total football. I mean, they're on, they're on a business trip, but at the same time, you got to mix a little bit of pleasure in there. You know, I'm not a big fan of all the bowls, but I am a fan of seeing what these kids get in the uh, in the gift suites and the, all the perks they get. 
That's uh, that I'm a fan of. Yeah, and then there'll be a story. I guarantee USA to have the story pretty soon about every bowl game what is given out. You'll be able to read like they get this, 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 and some of them won't tell. But some of them walk off pretty nice when it's all I, said I think and done. Most of the bowls tell you though because they kind of like to measure themselves yeah. off. Um, I mean, for example, if you play in the PlayStation Bowl, you're getting a PlayStation. Exactly. Yeah, come on. You're getting a PlayStation. Yeah. You know you are, you're right? You're playing the Gasparilla Bad Boys Bowl, you're getting a lawnmower. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> that be nice? I know, but hey, but it, there'll be thing to tell you about all the perks that the players get, which is it's one time I guess you can get them when not get in trouble. No, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's, – This is above board. There's certain rules and limitations always, but at the same time, you know, I'm not a big fan of the bowls, but at the same time I'm not going to tell a kid that, hey, look, sorry, I'm not a big fan of the fact that we have more bowls than should, <laughs> but you get a whole bunch of swag. Go for it. Carry on, my young friend. Carry on. Go get that swag. Right. We will talk football when we continue. Brendan Knox coming up first when we come back from break. We're here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. You can, of course, take advantage of the Monday special. It's always $2 call shots, $1.50 bottles, and you can find that here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. We've got more on the way. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you for The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you. Of course, we invite you to join us every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. As right now, they're getting the Christmas decorations yep. up. They're looking very festive and Christmassy. Yep. I think this is where every Christmas party except uh, ours at Kendrick Communications <laughs> yeah. is being it's held. here. Yeah, almost every Christmas party yeah. held here at the Union Pub and Grill. Herbie said it's been very crowded in the back. Uh, it's okay. You Have you seen the back? It's There's nice. Room. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's room. There's plenty of room. And Herbie appreciates it. The entrepreneur he is, he appreciates yes, it. Yes, he is. Um, that is his new name today, Entrepreneur <laughs> Herb Stanley, the proprietor of the yeah. Union Pub and Grill. All right, uh, let's get back on track here because uh, trust me, Dave, we've been known to get off track right. on this program before, my friend. Yep. It's, sort of, um, it's sort of a legacy that we carry <laughs> on. Remember those days, me, yeah, Woody. You remember him, Woody? Woody oh, yeah. Yeah, he used to be big in radio back yeah. in the day. Um, we would just get off track completely. Yeah, you just kind of lose your train of thought. Oh, yeah, we would go off on tangents <laughs> about completely other things, you yeah. know, not related to sports. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep a little focus today because Marshall taking the bowl bid to Tampa, Gasparilla Bowl facing off against UCF, and Brendan Knox. Brendan Knox, of course, uh, has been a, uh, a standout for Marshall. He emerged last year and has uh, taken the ball and hasn't given it back ever no, since. No, he taken it and run with it. And so we asked Brendan a little bit about this upcoming game going back. Now, again, for most of these players, they're going back for the second time, second time in a row. It's not like you're going back every other year or every two or three years. No, this is back-to-back bowl bids. Mm -hmm. So let's get Brendan's thoughts on going to Tampa and his overall impressions of the game between Marshall and Central Florida. I uh, mainly found out through it mainly just through social media and just word of mouth. And then, you know, obviously the coaches start, you know, telling you, you know, the specifics and things of that sort. And, you know, your your initial uh, reaction to finding out you're going to the same bowl is, uh, you know, grunting and moaning. But at the same time, you got to think about it. There's 40-some-odd teams that, you know, aren't even getting to play in a bowl. So, you know, you get, just got to take it for what it's worth. Um, really being my first bowl that I was able to contribute in and – um. Just, I guess, just the moment and location of where we're at and just, you know, the culmination of a lot of different things, really. I can't really pinpoint one thing. 
That's a pretty uh, exciting exciting feeling I'd say you know just because of you know all the hype and uh you know attention they've gotten over the past couple of years with you know being able to play LSU and uh just uh the success that they've had so you know it's always exciting when you have good competition to go up against just to you know just test where you're at and see you know um basically um how you'll do for sure uh it is fun but at the same time you have to you have to remember it is a business trip and uh just you know go to work every day and um just remember why you're there at the end of the day and just kind of put all the fun aside when you have to um and that's really it for sure i'd say the one that we missed i, I was really looking forward to that but um definitely the bush gardens you know that was my first time experiencing that so that was that was a, that was a pretty fun deal um and outside of that really just i guess just touring the city and seeing what they had to offer it's different, so uh, I could see that being difficult. But at the same time, like I said, you really just have to just remember why you're there, you know, after all the fun's said and done, and uh, it gets closer to game day. They've meant a lot to me personally just because I've seen um, everything that they've put into this program and a lot of time and sweat and, you know, tears for some, you know. Um, so it means a lot just seeing everything that they've been through and seeing it all come to an end. So, you know, just trying to just pull it through for them on a high note and send them out the right way. For sure, and like I said, it's always exciting whenever you get to play a team that's uh, pretty high caliber and uh, just to kind of just test to see where you're at as well and just a uh, great matchup and you look forward to. Um, not really. I mean, like I said, it is exciting, but I, I wouldn't put it anywhere um, different than any other team because it is just another game. At the end of the day, it's the next game, but as I said, you know, with all the uh, attention that they've gotten, it is exciting. Him. Yeah. Not, hey, wow, we're going to the bowl and he's uh, all excited. I mean, there's some things he's going to enjoy. But yeah. at the end of the day, he just I'm going to go play. Yeah. I'm not going to prepare for them any differently. They're just another team. Yeah, they're another team. He knows they've had pretty good success. But when they take the field, it's uh, both teams do the old 0-0. Zero, zero, and we'll see what happens. They'll throw the records out. They did what they needed to get there. And uh, I don't know if UCF's disappointed, but they lost three games this year by a total of seven points. One, three, and three. One of them to the same team Marshall lost by. Not that many points. It was worse, but they lost, both lost to Cincinnati. They lost at Tulsa. They were undefeated at home, lost three on the road. Well, the American has gotten better, and, of course, yes. now you've got Memphis. That's a contender. You've they're got going to Cincinnati. the Access Bowl. Yeah. Those lost teams, their coach, and they're going to the Access Bowl. Those teams aren't going anywhere anytime soon. No. So the best thing they can do is get better as a football program and get to the Access Bowl or knock off some of the so-called Power 5 schools and – make their statements that way. And I know the American maybe not getting the uh, love and the respect it deserves, it believes, the power six as they like to refer to themselves. <laughs> yeah. They're changed gangs. Well, Each game has a P6 on it. Well, Memphis is going to have an opportunity to yeah. knock someone off and continue to push that narrative forward. Right. Marshall is going to have an opportunity to do one of two things, either win this game and – I think have an opportunity to springboard against Central Florida, springboard hopefully to a better season, or Marshall loses this game and, uh, well, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I think some things might happen. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, you know, they, they Doc will play up the fact, hey, we've lost eight in a row to them. We can't make it nine. And then UCF will make up and say, hey, we won eight in a row. Let's go make it nine. So we'll see what happens. So – Conference USA days when Central, they were in it. Central Florida's win streak on the line or Marshall's bowl record on the line? I think it's a bowl record. Because yeah. UCF, I mean, even the games they lost, we they were on TV. They're very explosive. Yeah. They're a very explosive team. Their lefty quarterback that they found, the transfer from Notre Dame didn't work out. When they got him in there, they moved the ball. They moved the ball very well. They're in the 30s and 40s every game.
Well, let's hope that the Marshall defense can hold them down. We're going to talk to Doc Holliday. We'll get his thoughts. Every highlight from his post game. I'm sorry, his uh, his press conference. Presser. Yes, highlights from his press conference. It feels like a post game. Yeah, it's the post bowl <laughs> announcement. Right, there That's you what go. That is. Yes. We'll hear from Doc when we continue with today's edition of the Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Mike's my guy. Yeah. You didn't know he that, knows. Did you? He, he knows. knows. He knows what's up. He's my guy. He tells it like it is. Of course he does. Yes. He tells it like it is to me all the time. You should hear some of the things he tells <laughs> me like it is when we're by ourselves. Yeah. So, so uh, I like Mike Hamrick. I love what the guy. goes on in uh, – this conversation to stay there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But he was ready to shout one yesterday. We're going bowling. He knows where they're going. Access bowl in a way. Is he really shouting? Because that's sort of like expected. That's not like. It is. It's like if they weren't going, it would be really up in arms. Exactly. This is what one of the things you play for. This is just business for him. Look, we're going bowling. That's what we expect here. Right. I mean, we flubbed up twice, but we still got, we ended up meeting the criteria. So they're going bowling, and Doc Holliday is uh, all ready to go. And uh, we caught up with Doc Holliday earlier this afternoon as uh, he sat down to tell us a little bit about the bowl and uh, expectations and everything that's going into it. So here's Doc Holliday, some of his highlights from earlier this afternoon. All right, just uh, just let you know we're excited about uh, having the opportunity to go to Tampa and uh, play in a great bowl game. This is the fourth time we've been in this bowl, so – uh, first two, of course, were in St. Pete. But the second, this will be the second time we've gone to Tampa, but it's the same bowl. Uh, I've had the opportunity. I think this is uh, close to 30 bowls I've been to, and uh, they're all great when you win them. So our guys understand that uh, it's going to be a business trip. That'll be explained to them starting today. And uh, but the great, great thing about bowl games, uh, number one, other than the opportunity to get down to Florida, these guys' families get a chance to see them play and recruiting, the exposure we get, and everything that goes along with it is you get an opportunity to have like another spring practice. You know, so that'll start today, and you know we'll focus these first uh, three or four days on the young kids uh, working on getting them better as players. So they'll actually, if you come in here today, you'll see some guys in pads, and you see some guys not in pads. And the guys in pads are guys that hadn't played a whole lot that are going to get to play a little bit today, and the next couple of days, you know, to work to get better as players. So I'm excited to watch these young guys play a little bit today and to get going, and uh, expect to see all you guys at the mall on uh, Saturday for a toy drive, and all of you bring toys. So. That's uh, it's always a great thing for us. I know our players are excited about that. They're excited about the banquet on Friday. So I've got a bunch of recruits coming this weekend, so it's going to be a busy week for all of us. But we're looking forward to it. Well, with the early signing period, as you mentioned, being next Wednesday, I mean, it's such a short window there. So especially when you got to prepare and practice starting this week. So last week, you know, felt, uh, the kids had off uh, for the most part except for weights and that type of thing last week. But the coaches all got out, had kids in this past weekend, uh, I've got a couple guys still on the road today that won't be at practice today, so they're, they're out finishing up what we got to get done today and tomorrow. And then for the most part, all the coaches will be back uh, this rest of this week. And we got, a, again, a big weekend, a bunch of guys coming in this weekend because, as, as we mentioned, signing dates moved up, and uh, that'll be next Wednesday. So good thing is this year, last year, we were sitting in the lobby of the, of the whatever hotel we were in there in Tampa. And uh, this year we'll be have a chance to be – it'll be right here at home. So hopefully that's a little easier. You know, it, it, it's it's uh, the dynamic of it is it just pushes everything up so far, and you got you got have you, you know we did we did a lot of visits during the season. You know, you have to get guys in here during the season for official visits because you only got like one maybe two weekends you know after the season is over. So a lot of guys come in during the season, and 
you know, it accelerates things back if, even during the summer months. You know, you got to get guys on campus. I was totally against it, to be honest, when it came out with the early signing period. But I kind of, you know, it's, it's, it shakes things out for us. You know, you know who you have. You know, they actually sign on signing date. And then, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, we try to hold several back because there's a whole new pool of players that, that come available, you know, after that signing date. A lot of guys right now think they're going to the SEC and ACC and a lot of places, and all of a sudden on signing date, there's not a scholarship there for them. So there's a lot of really, you know, the Talit Keatons of the world and a lot of guys that we got after that early signing period a couple of years ago have, have proven out to be really good players. So, you know, it's going to open up a whole new uh, group of players afterwards. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I was hoping we were in the same hotel in the same practice field. It's got my, I'm a, like I'm a, you know, I'm kind of a creature of habit. You know, I knew where I was going. Everything was good, but uh, I think we're in a different. It, it's good. I mean, there's no weird familiarity with it, and you know, Mark Gale and David Steele do such a great job of getting there. They'll leave tomorrow, I guess, to go down and get a heads up. We're staying at the Marriott, I guess, instead of the other hotels. So uh, they just tell us where to go, and you know, our schedule set. You know, we have a set way of doing things during our bowl preparation and game week while we're down there, and. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, like I say, the bulls are they're always they do they do a great job down there. You know, with the kids and a lot a lot for the kids to do. But there's enough that you know those last couple of days when you got to lock in and, and get ready to go play a game. You know, you got time there as well. Well, there are especially you know we have so many Florida kids that know a lot of those kids on those teams down there. You mentioned you know Brad and Terry and, and Rich and those guys who are great people that you know spend a lot of years here. So you know that's that's all great. But at the end of the day, you know you got to find a way to you know prepare and go win a game and. Uh, you know that's really what it's all about for us as coaches and, and players. Once we once we get ready to go. Well, I, I got to check with compliance, but I think the kids actually sign early. You know, can actually come to practice and watch, and you can talk to them the whole deal. I think what's I think that's the way it is. I'll double check to make sure that's correct. But you know, kids. You know, at that point, to be honest, which is a little different, it was a year ago because signed it a year ago was while we were down there. You know, this is so it happens prior to us getting on the plane and going. So. I think those kids that actually sign with us, we have several from that area that, that we, we hope to get at some point that that uh, they can actually come around and see us and watch practice and do those things. And and then, But there's just, I think any time, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Keith, you guys that know, but I think we're the only game on that day, you know, in the <coughs> afternoon. So it's a great exposure for us and ESPN game. And, you know, as I've said, I've said many times, you know, I, I really like the uh, having the opportunity to go play a bowl before Christmas because I think when you play that 20th, 23rd game, you know, people aren't bowl weary at that point. You know, there's a lot of people still looking to watch football and, you know, our games have all been very, you know, watched you know, that we've had on from the New Mexico Bowl to all of them. And, and uh, so it's a great time slot, you know, against a great opponent. And uh, I've always felt that anytime you can get exposure for your program on a national stage like that, it's going to help your recruiting and otherwise. All right, Doc Holliday, his highlights from earlier this afternoon. He likes this bowl. Yeah. I mean, if he could have lobbied for this bowl, maybe he would have. <laughs> right. Conference USA just gifted him, it feels like. Here you go. Here's here's the bowl with all the criteria we know you like, Doc. Yeah, here's the eight bowls out there, and you take this one. And he said, okay. Okay, I'll He's go to happy. Florida. It's, it's business, but at the same time, he'll let them let their hair down a little bit. But as he's mentioned towards the end, there is still a game to be played. There'll be uh, – Focus on that at some point. They'll get business at hand. Well, he likes to stress the fact that, look, if you, you don't win this thing, you're, you're not going to remember it. You're going to mm. try to forget it. It's not going to be a great memory. And you can do all this fun stuff, and that's fine. But you're down here to play a football game, and he stresses that to these kids that, look, you know, the only thing that you're really going to get from this thing is a victory. And if you don't get the victory, yeah, you're not going to be happy and, about it. And Doc's had a pretty su good success rate at doing that. 
He's never lost one. Nope. As the head coach of the Thundering Herd, he is perfect. We'll see what happens when we have the bowl here in a couple weeks. So we're going to be back at this here next week here from the Union Pump and Grill. We, of course, back tomorrow, same time. For Gabriel Sellers back in the studio. For Dave Walsh, the former young Thundering Herd quarterback. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.